0: Paul Harding from Martin Hunting mazzotti Hey, Paul, how are you? Good morning, guys. We want to talk, there was a, a very interesting, I guess, but narrow ruling this week by the U.S. Supreme Court on Facebook threats. Long story short, this this guy, bad guy in Pennsylvania, I guess is a strange wife. He made threats, you know, what sound to me like threats about he's going to maybe kill her and stuff like that. But the high court said just because you're afraid doesn't make it necessarily illegal.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to, to talk about this case again, because it's been working its way through, and I think that there was a lot of confusion around it. Supreme Court came down and said, hey, you know, we, what we don't want is just rants and threats on Facebook that don't really have, or, or anywhere, but don't really have any true substance to them, and we're not looking at the mental state or the intent of the person to be a crime. So in this case, they said, hey, you know, we don't like anything you said, and certainly offensive in any category, but... What we need to do is is the jury has to consider the mental state or intent of the person saying it and the circumstances by which they are in a position to even do something. So the Supreme Court doesn't look like they're not soft on crime or soft on, on these type things, but they just don't want this thing to get away from them.
0: So the guy posted there's one way to love you but a thousand ways to kill you, and that wasn't considered to be threatening?
1: Well, you know, the it, interesting, their argument there was said, hey, remember Eminem, the artist, and he always had trouble with his with his wife, and he'd talk about drowning her, and, and they sort of equated it to that. It was just sort of a, a rant. He was just sort of a poetic in some regard, I guess. And they found that, that although offensive words, that um, his mental state was one of just sort of blowing off steam, uh, at least that's what a jury would be able to consider now, not just how they would interpret it, but where he was, you know, in life, his mental state, his intent, before they could convict. Not as if they couldn't convict on this, but they need to consider more than they did. In his conviction,
0: you know, it's interesting. This is the direct opposite of like sexual harassment, where it's not the intent; it's how it's perceived. Where that is the definition. Good
1: point. Right. Well, again, that was the rule up until the Supreme Court decision. Was was how these these threats were perceived, and the Supreme Court saying it's just not enough. And I really think social media did make a play here because if you're going to go through and look at what people are posting, you know, every um, second by second, and someone says, "Well, I'm going to kill him," and he's this and he's that. Um, they just didn't want to deal with it, and they wanted the the the, uh, the the juries to to have to dig a little bit deeper than just reading those those words on a on a post or, or even however else they're distributed. Yeah,
0: I get that, and I'm a free speech guy. It just seems to me it's awfully hard to unless unless somebody has a cache of weapons and a you know, map to your house, it's sometimes impossible to determine whether you're serious or not, what your intent sure. is. You know. Hey, real yeah. quickly, there was another ruling involving this woman who said she was discriminated against uh, by Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, 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 Muslim woman who showed up for a job interview with a, a black headscarf. What was the finding on that?
1: Once again, the Supreme Court came down sort of where I thought they would. They said, hey, you can't discriminate uh, against someone for uh, their religion, right? We got the Civil Rights Act, and, and we got the Constitution there. And But what they did, it was really kind of unique, and it's going to affect employers all over the place, is that it puts the burden on the employer, to sort of ask the, the, the question. She comes in with a headscarf, and you have to say, hey, listen, in this case, I have a comedy. said, well, we, we would have let her work had we known she wanted to wear it. We just would have had her wear maybe a pastel or, or sort of a covered scarf was their argument. And the court says, you need to ask those questions, employer. You just can't sit back and, and presuppose things. So uh, they found that, that they uh, did violate the rules, and um, it is a... a Really big day, I guess, for the folks who are going to um, uh, come to the come to a job interview as they are and not have to hide their religion, hide uh, other parts about them. So the courts are going to find this, uh, I think, consistently now, and I think that we're going to see more and more of these cases pop up.
0: All right, interesting stuff, Paul Harding. Thanks so much, Paul.
1: Okay, guys, thanks.
0: Paul Harding, Martin Harding, Mazzotti, 1-800-LAW-1010.